I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, a show dedicated to helping you actually live the life that you love. I'm your host, Amrit Sandhu, international speaker, global coach, and loving podcaster. As a gift for tuning into this podcast, I have something really special just for you. My premium short course, which can teach you how to meditate in just seven days. You can download it now at www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. That's www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. Learn how to meditate in just seven days. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this powerfully insightful conversation. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the latest episodes launching every Monday designed to help you live the life you love and keep you inspired to evolve. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution and it is such a treat to be here today. We have with us Brendan Kane. Brendan, how are you? Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to connect with you and all the listeners out there. When tuning into Brendan, Brendan has written a couple of best-selling books and I have to admit before I came across Brendan's books, marketing was a thing that kind of I don't know. It it was dressed in a sleazy jumpsuit for me. So <laughs> now that I've read Brendan's books, um, it's it's just made it so much more accessible. It's made it so much more understandable behind the benefits as to potentially why we would want to have a uh, a brand sitting behind us or a brand sitting with us, and just the power, the heavy lifting that a brand can really do. 
the first book of his that I absolutely fell in love with is One Million Followers. Um, the probably the key reason why it meant so much to me was it wasn't about what the Brett like the title was all about one million followers. It has this potential to go, it's all about the followers. And actually, Brendan's here from he says it in the preface of the book, trying to help us build a following that actually supports positive messages getting out into the world. All the big brands are doing it. Why are we not leveraging that power of a brand to support positive things coming out into the world? His recent book, Hook Points, actually helps us dive deeper into how to actually connect with our tribe, with our audience, our followers, and how to actually have the impact that we want to have. Brendan, it is such a pleasure to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really want to just tune into that place, which is where we're just leaving off in the intro. So, you know, the the dialogue around some people potentially find marketing not so attractive just because of what it sounds like. But for you, it's almost a way of life. Um, where did you get started in this and why does it mean so much to you? Well, I first started actually in the film industry. Uh, so I went to film school because I wanted to produce movies. And when I got to film school, I quickly realized they don't teach you anything about business there. So I figured the best way to learn about business is start your own. And at the time, and it still holds true today, the most cost-efficient way to start a business was online. So I started a few internet companies while I was going to college, really just to learn and experiment to understand what it takes to create a business. And then when I moved to LA to pursue a career in film, it's when the entertainment industry started to awaken to reawaken to digital after the dot-com bust. Uh, so I essentially leveraged that knowledge and expertise I gained in creating those internet companies to get my foot in the door, uh, forge connections, really stand out, capture the attention of higher profile studio executives, uh, directors, and screenwriters by offering the, the experience and the insight and the strategy I had gained to help them promote their movies at scale. So that was kind of really the beginning stages of it. It's really interesting to hear you say that because uh, feeling into um, that, like movies generally, I don't even know if there's any other product that really requires branding on such a short-term, massive scale basis. Am I making sense in the question that I'm asking? Yeah, it's it's actually a really great point. I'm glad you picked up on it. Is Well, most people, their head goes to like the Avengers or Marvel movies, which those are few and far between. And even with like the Marvel ecosystem, when they were starting it out with like the first Iron Man or the Hulk movies, like they still had to kind of build that brand on a massive scale, even though they were comic books before most people weren't as familiar with them. Maybe like the incredible Hulk, but like Iron Man outside of the comic book community didn't really know what it was. Now outside of those movies, most films do not have that brand equity. So they're forced to essentially create a brand within months where most people do it in years. And we're not talking about, hey, let's just create a brand and reach a few thousand or 10,000 or even 100,000 people. It's a brand. You need tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of people to know about it in order for you to recoup your investment. So that's a part of my line of thinking is like I was trained very early on to think big because I had no other choice. If I went into a meeting and I was talking about something that would reach 10,000 or 100,000 people, I'd be fired. So I had to, from a very early stage, from a marketing perspective, figure out how do I reach critical mass in the shortest time period possible. So that's where you'll see a through line in a lot of my messages. It's all about scale. Mm. And it's because the, the, the very beginnings of my career were focused on that. 
Let's take that conversation to scale. Why did you write um, a million followers? How to get a million followers in 30 days? So it plays into the second book, Hook Point, is I firmly believe like we live in a world where there's over 60 billion messages sent out on digital platforms each day. There's tremendous noise. So what that means is we no longer are competing against our direct competition. We're competing against every piece of content. Like, like it or not, you're competing against Netflix. You're competing against LeBron James, Kim Kardashian, The Rock, all these people because your content is lumped in with them. Is like if you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and then you just watch The Rock, you just watch Kim Kardashian, you just watch a Netflix trailer, and then comes your post, how do you stand out to get somebody to stop and just pay attention to that? And this plays both online and offline. It's like mm. people know me for the 1 million followers book, but I have a much broader experience. Like I started off in technology having to go into rooms with like an MTV or Taylor Swift and figure out how to grab their attention and connect with them. And even starting out in the film industry and looking back on the 15 years of experience I've had, I correlate it all to being able to stand out in a very unique and different way, both for myself and the success I've had for my clients and doing it in a very succinct way, like capturing that first three to five seconds. So I call that a hook point. It's a, it's a tool that we've labeled that, that and a hook point equals grabbing attention. Uh, and it's not clickbait. Okay. I just want to be clear because there's three core pillars to a hook point. There's one grabbing attention. You need to get people to stop in that first three to five seconds so you can win the right to extend the conversation. The second is what is the story now that you have their attention? And this is the big difference between clickbait and this is like your story has to match up with the way that you grab that attention. And the story is critically important because once you have the attention, you have to maintain it. Hmm. And this becomes critically important when it comes to social media, which we can get into in a little bit. And then the third key pillar is, uh, do people believe the story that you're telling? Do you, do, do people trust it? Is it coming off authentic? And all three key pillars have to play together. So first you need to grab the attention without grabbing the attention. You'll never get to the second, which is the story. And if you grab attention, but your story is horrible, then you've lost the attention and everything falls apart. Mm. Uh, if you grab attention, you have a great story, but people don't believe it. That third key pillar then it all falls apart because if nobody believes it, then it, it just doesn't matter. So going back to your question of like, why did I write 1 million followers is I need, I knew I needed a hook point. Hmm. I knew that. And I had thought about sharing information with the world. Cause that's my true passion is helping other people, you know, achieve their, their dreams and their goals. And I wanted to start with a book because I know a book can be a solid foundation to be able to do that, but I didn't have the hook. And it took me a few years to really think about what that hook was. And at the time I was doing a lot of follower growth experiments for celebrities, professional athletes, corporations, and spent about three and a half years building the system to do that. And then I knew I could do a million followers. It wasn't this like, oh, I'm going to do this experiment to see if it was possible. Hmm. I knew it was possible. So the first thing I did was I called a literary agent who's one of the top literary agents in the world. He's represented over $5 billion worth of book sales. So he has a good sample size of what works, what doesn't. I said, listen, I'm thinking about doing this experiment of gaining a million followers in 100 countries in 30 days. If I do that, would you sign me as a client and get me a publishing deal? And he said, yes. And I knew that once I had that, that foundation with the book could lead to other opportunities. Hmm. It could lead to speaking engagements, speaking all over the world. 
in front of thousands of people, getting on television, magazines, podcasts, uh, securing clients, things of that nature. Uh, so it all started with the hook before I even did anything. I wanted to make sure that it could grab the attention that I thought it could. And I was looking at the larger strategic landscape of how I was going to leverage that. And so thus, that is why I essentially did it is to bring people into a larger conversation I wanted to have with them, which you've read the book. It's yes, I talk about follower growth, but I teach the things that you really need to, to know and understand to be successful. I you know, we talk about mindset. We talk about content and shareability. We talk about targeting. We talk about strategic alliances and partnerships. We talk about branding, all of these things. Because fundamentally, I know that's what people need to be successful. That may not be what they want or may not be what they're looking for, but it's what they need. And that's why I had to contextualize it around a strong hook. Because if I, if the name of the book was the mindset of social media or an A-B testing guide to social media or a strategic alliance guide to social media, it would get lumped in with every other social media blog post, podcast, book out there, and it wouldn't really resonate. So that's a long-winded answer to a very simple question, but I wanted to give that context uh, so people could understand. No, I really appreciate the context. You're, that really, yeah, was put a really nice bow on the context there. And it's fascinating to hear that you actually created the, you thought about the hook before you went and created the, I guess some part of you like created the content behind it, but some part of me feels like obviously you knew what your content was because you'd been working with marketing for so long. It was just like, what is the most powerful hook that I can create? The interesting thing is that 1 million followers is it doesn't address pain points. It's not really a slogan. Um, What is a hook point? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's really to win the first part of the conversation. So a lot of what we talk about is pattern interruption. Mm. Is again, you're and again, this is online and offline, but I'm just going to use the analogy because we all use social it's media. It's easier to relate to. Yeah. On there and we're scrolling and we're scrolling and we're scrolling is what is going to interrupt that pattern to say, I need to pay more attention to this. I need to focus in this. I need to listen to what this person has to say. Where most people go wrong is they try to do too much in the beginning. They try and use their slogan, their tagline, their mission statement, their purpose, their or even starting with their product or even starting with their service. And oftentimes that falls flat because you're un, working under the impression that you've already 
gained the right to speak to this person, gained the right to market to this person, whatever it may be. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like you're selling a product, but even just listening to your message is that is marketing. If it's an organic piece of content, even if you're trying to educate it, educate them. So that hook serves as your entry point to start a conversation with them. And you just think about it uh, from an example of a telemarketer. It's a telemarketer calls us and it happens all the time. We know right away that it's a telemarketer. And what do we do? We do we sometimes now we even can sense it. Like I don't pick up a single phone call that I don't have saved in my phone. Mm. Or if you do pick it up, you can sense that they're trying to sell you something. And the minute they sense that, they will tune you out mm-hmm. because we there's so much content out there. There's so much noise. So again, at the highest level, the hook point is to grab that attention and win the first part of the conversation so you can actually get to the story that you want to express or get to the message that you want to express to them. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, just reflecting on what you said, I think there was a, we we flew through that piece, but I think the key, one of the key things that I've learned as well is it's not just about selling products, selling services. It's bringing people on the journey, like bringing them along to your ideas as well. You know, like the inspired evolution is all about a mindset, a philosophy and approaching a whole new way of being and living life on your own terms. Um, And that for some people takes a certain amount of (laughs) buy-in. So it actually takes some understanding. So even just bringing people along to your ideas. And I love the way you sort of described that, you know, earning the right to sort of have the conversation, like you kind of build on it. Um, One of the things that remains. Yeah, and I would just add something to that because, you know, there's a saying that is, you know, people hate to be sold to, but they love to buy things. And it's so true is like, don't try and sell your product or service. How can you provide value through your product or service? And it seems like a small distinction, but that subtle shift will make people more receptive to you because you're, instead of saying, hey, you should buy this, you should check this out because I'm telling you to, It's more about, hey, I understand your pain points. I understand you as a person. I feel your pain. And I believe that this is the best way to solve this or overcome this obstacle or overcome this challenge. Because if you just think you yourself or anybody listening to this, what is the single greatest challenge that I face every day? What is keeping me up at night? What gives me an anxiety? And then what if somebody came up to you and said, you know what, I really understand you're struggling with this problem. I know this is giving you a tremendous amount of anxiety. I would love to help solve that for you. What are you going to say to that? You're going to say, absolutely, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really, I mean, I look at it from that perspective and I would say less than 1%, I would say probably a fraction of 1% of the messages that I get delivered either through advertising, emails, text messaging, phone calls, approach it in that way. And so what does a, like, where does one start with p- picking out their hook point then? Like, where do you really go? Cause one of the challenges I've um, obviously having read hook points, um, the pattern interrupt, like understanding that the inspired evolution is not a brand that is based on fear. It's about, uh, it's about, it's about hope for a better, brighter future tomorrow. And so when you talk about, you know, grabbing that attention, but also being in alignment, so you're not clickbaity. One of the interesting pieces is when I think about grabbing attention and I just noticed I've, after reading your books, I started noticing my own pattern of behavior. And obviously I just started seeing this thing that, ah, 
fear hooks me <laughs> every time and people play into that again and again online. Um, if not to play into people's fears of, okay, what does life look like when you're not in alignment with your, with your passions, your values and living like you've only got one life. And what if you don't live the life that, you know, you could live it to the most. Um, what, how do you write, start writing a hook that doesn't play onto fear? Um, how do you start writing a hook that is captivating similar to your hooks? Like uh, one that is, you know, hundred million followers in 30 days. Like that's very data driven. It's it's got practical like numbers in there. It gives a result. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about how approaching to write. Well, there's many many different facets uh, and answers to that question. A lot of which we dive in deep into the Hook Point book, but I'll just kind of talk through a few of them. Thank you. Uh, first and foremost, understanding there's a big difference between what people need and what people want. Mm-hmm. So. And let me repeat that because it's really important. There's a big difference between what people need and what people want. So you may have something of extreme value that people need, but they may not think they need it or they may not think they want it. So again, going back to the 1 million followers title, a lot of people want followers, but what they need is a solid foundation of understanding how to test content understand the psychological principles that drive social platforms and drive social engagement and success. So again, going back, I didn't start my title of my book, The Art of A-B Testing in Social Media or The Ultimate Mindset for Social Media. Could those work? Yes, but not the level of success that we've had with 1 million followers because I knew that what people wanted was the hook into the larger conversation that I have. And I think oftentimes, especially in your space of wanting to inspire people or give people hope, oftentimes we start with something that we fundamentally understand that they need, but they're not even there yet. So again, it's about bringing them into that deeper level conversation. I'm not saying that you change who you are. I'm not saying that you change the fundamentals of your your message or your product or service. Is how do you start the conversation so that you can get them at, to a deeper level. Uh, another Another great... Uh, tool that I learned uh, from a friend of mine that I interviewed in the Hook Point book, uh, a guy named Craig Clemens, who sold over a billion dollars with a product on social media, is he said that the minute that you can articulate somebody's pain point better than they can articulate it to themselves, you automatically win their trust because they feel like you mm. know them. They feel like you have been through that that experience with them. And thus, it, it almost like it's connecting dire- directly to their heart. It's connecting directly to them and they'll be more receptive to it. Now, let's just, just tackle a few things of areas of pe- where people struggle with hook points, hmm. especially with, with your message of inspiring and hope. There's so much content. It's been talked about for thousands of years. If you type it into Google, if you type in inspiration or hope, there's billions of results. So one of the traps that people run into is they say the same thing in the same way as everybody else. And it's not that people don't care. It's just, they've seen it. So why do I need to stop and watch this video if it's the same advice that I've seen, or at least I think it's going to be the same advice Hmm. because the reality of the situation is everything's been said, everything's been done. The only difference is, can you contextualize it in a different way? And some people may be resistant to that concept, but it's true. Like even the film industry, they're all using the same story arcs. 
They're using the th same three-act structure, the same character narratives. They're just contextualizing it in different ways. Mm -hmm. And the same goes for your message. Um, so like for, for inspiration or, or hope. One of the examples I give that's really helpful is like meditation. So let's just say we're creating a meditation podcast or meditation app or meditation retreat. Most people will go to the same thing that everybody says. Meditation is the key to stillness. Meditation is the key to focus. Meditation is the key to happiness or getting more connected with yourself. The minute I see that headline or the minute I see that meme card, I know what it's going to say. Even you may be saying something different or may have a different perspective, but again, 60 billion messages, very micro attention span. So if I see something that's like meditation is the key to focus, I already know that. Like, why do I need to stop and watch this video? I'm going to save myself time. So again, from a pattern interruption, how do we flip that? One of the tools that we, we break down in the Hookpoint book is called subverting expectations. Now, we don't use it all of the time, but it's an example. It's a good example of how to really shift that dynamic. So in the meditation example, the way that I may do it, and I'll break it down into those three core pillars, is the way that I would grab the attention to say meditation is a scam. That's completely flipping it on its head. And then I would start the story is like, hey, listen, have you ever tried meditation and it just really hasn't worked for you? Well, honestly, I feel your pain because I was there and I was given all this advice, like you need to sit down and clear your head. And I just, I felt like I wasn't being successful because I had all these thoughts racing through my head until I discovered these three key strategies that I, that, that I want to share with you because I really believe that it will set you on a path for success if you really want to get into meditation, but have failed it, failed in the past like myself. So will you click below and, and check out these three strategies? So that's what I did is I took took it in a completely different direction that when most people are, most people have expressed it. There's a, another video that we had success on Instagram that said that the meme card and a meme card is like burned in text at the top of a video. It said warning in all capital letters with exclamation points, safety is dangerous. Now that flips it on his head. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> But it was then we get into the video is like most people are playing it safe most of the time and thus they don't push themselves out of their comfort zone, push themselves beyond their limits to reach the goals and the success that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. So that's like one example of how we can flip it on its head and do a pattern interruption. Now, in the, the hook point book, we have a five step framework of how to develop a hook point. But I'll give you one of the exercises that I think can be really helpful to people. And it's just mm -hmm. one of the five. And we recommend doing all five uh, to, to, to get better at this process. But the, the exercise is imagine the editor of a magazine calls you uh, and it's in your specific niche. And they say, we're going to give you the cover of that magazine. What is the headline that you want to represent your article, your brand, your product or service? And when thinking about that, imagine your core customer walking down a busy street with all the noise, the honking of horns, people knocking into you. And now they're passing a magazine stand. And on that magazine stand, there's 30 other magazines. What is that headline that's going to make somebody stop? Hmm. Pick up your magazine amongst the other 30, buy it, and then read it. Because that's the world that we live in. Now, I don't want you to just come up with one. I want you to come up with as many that you can think of come up with 10, 15, 20. And then when you're exhausted from it, push yourself further. Because oftentimes we find 
that people get their hooks when they push them beyond their comfort zone and beyond their limit. And that can start creating that landscape. And then and then we break down and we test it. We test them against each other. So for, for in my example, with the 1 million followers, I did an offline testing. I talked to a litter agent. I talked to you know, people I knew and tested the hook to see how people resonated with it. But we also do a lot of online testing. You saw that in the 1 million followers book, we have methodologies that break down how we can test messages at scale to make sure that it's successful. Now, I will say with with hook points, like we have 15 years of doing this. So, and this is why we developed an agency of developing hook points for people. Uh, so we, in the hook point book, we don't hold anything back, uh, but just know it takes time to, to get good at it. And again, the traps that people fall into is saying the same thing as everybody else. Or another big trap is they try and say too much. They try and do too much in the hook and then they overwhelm the person and then just completely lose their attention. Hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think the, yeah, the grabbing of the attention is, yeah, is, is a key thing that I'm hearing through this, through this conversation. And I think it, it, you know, it honors the fact that we live in this, this three second world where, and I think I've heard this from your books before, which is you've got three seconds kind of to, yeah, before they move on to the next thing. The example of the meditation one is really interesting because it's, I remember, I think I've, I've seen this post of yours and I remember when it just came across my feed, I remember engaging with it, even though I've been meditating for eight years. I know you've been meditating for a long time as well. So it's not that you don't believe in meditation, um, but the conversation around flipping it on its head, going meditation is a scam. Um, even then, again, I remember it playing into like, wait, who thinks meditation's a scam? <laughs> and then I clicked into it. Or why does this person think meditation's a scam? Right. But it, it works both ways. So it's, you know, for the meditator like yourself, mm. it's like, I want to dive in and understand why this person thinks meditation's a scam. But mm. also on the flip side, I'm confronting head on to the people. And I know a lot of people that tell me meditation hasn't worked for me. So now I'm confronting because if I just start saying meditation is the key to success or st stillness, or you should check out meditation to improve your health. And if you, and you've tried it mm. and it hasn't worked for you, you're automatically going to uh, uh, tune that out. Or you may even start leaving negative comments before you even read anything mm. or watch anything. So sometimes it's confronting it head on. I don't know if you, have you seen the movie eight mile with Eminem? Yeah. Okay, so you remember the end scene, the battle rap scene? Yeah. So what, what he does is, obviously Eminem is a white rapper. He knows the competition, they're going to rip on him. That's how the battle goes. So what does he do? He starts off by saying all of the things that that guy is going to say about him. Mm. How he's white, how he's short, how his mother is a bad mother, things of that nature. So by the time that it comes around to his competitor, he has nothing to say. He doesn't know what to do. The phrases, yeah, and I remember. The logical principle here is like with meditation, there's so much, there's a huge audience of people that either have tried meditation and it's failed for them, or they just don't think it's going to work for them. Hmm. So by confronting it head on, I can, I have the potential of winning an audience that other people have failed to capture. Hmm. Do you run the risk of losing trust with people if your whole brand is based on meditation though? Like you probably wouldn't use that as a hook if your whole brand was based on meditation because you probably would lose trust because people would think that like it's, it, again, it's, it's kind of got a negative bias towards it. Is that safe to unpack that way? 
Well, it depends on what your company is. If you're a meditation app like Calm or Headspace, then you've got to talk about meditation. Mm. If you're a meditation instructor, yes. Uh, you you focus on meditation. That doesn't mean you can diversify out. But one of the the other things, and I think where you're going with it is you want to have multiple hooks and you want to keep reinventing your hooks. It's like you look at Netflix, for example. Netflix spends $17 billion a year on content because their content is their hooks into their service. Now, out of that, they, they need less than 5% to succeed for their business to grow. Like, even thinking back to HBO, like what has propped up HBO? The Sopranos and Game of Thrones. Hmm. Now it's Westworld. Have they had other successes? Yes, but those tent poles hook people in and draw people in. Amazon's another great example of hooks. You know, they started with the world's largest bookstore, then the everything store, then two-day shipping, one-click checkout, Amazon Prime, movies and television. Now they're talking about drone delivery. They're constantly reinventing that. Nike, $7 billion a year on endorsement deals because those athletes, those celebrities hook people in. Another example of a company that failed to do this is Tom's Shoes. Tom's had an amazing hook, the one-for-one. You buy a pair of shoes Mm. and we'll donate one to charity. Such a great hook. You understand it. You can believe in it. It feels good to participate in it, and it makes sense. Mm. Now, it was so good that everybody started copying it. All these other brands started doing one-for-one, and then Tom's lost that unique part of their hook. So it was no longer unique. It was no longer novel anymore. And they were resting on it so much that they didn't innovate quick enough and think forward that they've lost a lot of market share because of it. And so you've got to stay and you've got to have your kind of ear to the brand is probably what I'm hearing you saying then um, in terms of listening to when is it time to iterate and build upon, okay, like we've kind of, you know, made our way with this hook and what's potentially the next hook that's emerging. As you said, I think you you should have an ear to your competitors and when I say competition is not your just direct competition, is like what other people are doing in the marketplace and, and you're for your consumers. What are they responding to? What What is their pain points? What are their challenges? And the, by doing that, I think sometimes people get so caught in a vacuum of focusing on me, 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 my mm. brand, my brand, my brand, instead of looking at who are we serving and also who are the other people serving those people? And using that feedback loop to inform your decisions. Yeah, I think that's vital. And I think it's it sounds like a very subtle shift based on what you said before as well. It's it's you know not thinking about what you want to share, but what potentially people need. Um, it's a subtle, subtle difference, but in the position in the conversation, it's completely different. And your whole outlook starts to shift in terms of how you're actually going to meet that person um, that needs your support. Um, and how best you're going to deliver that. Let's um, let's dive into just lastly, like this conversation around the opportunities that have opened up. Let's just take in a zoom in onto your life um, around after 1 million followers and writing the hook point when you created a hook and you stood behind it and you created content around it. Um, the opportunities that have opened up, because I know following your journey and dialing in my own hook points, dialing in my own um, my own following, spending attention to actually listen to my brand and what people are looking for and actually supporting and delivering based on that. Um, it's, it's helped so many opportunities come in. I'd love to sort of just 
inspire the listener to go on the journey of, of feeling into the opportunities that are available when you do this work? Yeah, and it's, it's really important to define what you want that to be for mm. yourself because hook points do work. Hook points will grab the attention, but you've got to ask yourself, once I have the attention, what am I going to do with it? What is the roadmap? What is the, the, the journey I want to take people on? Mm. What are the different levels that people can engage with me or engage with my brand? Especially when you're talking about like a personal brand, like a coach or a trainer or something like that, there are different levels that people will engage with you. And oftentimes, uh, and I've made this mistake in the past and have, have learned from it, is you'll just create one way to engage with you. And you'll be leaving a lot of money or a lot of opportunity on the table uh, because there's some people that are willing to spend $10 with you. There's some people that are willing to spend $100. There's some people that are willing to spend 1000 There's some people that are willing to spend 10000 and so on and so forth. And again, it's not just about the money. It's about how do you make a sustainable way to continue sharing your message? Like I spent two years figuring out book marketing to create a sustainable model that I can put as many books into the marketplace as possible. Also, when I talk to nonprofits or charities, they'll often first start in the first five minutes saying, well, we don't care about money. And I say, listen, you have to care about money because money will sustain you and keep all of this going and continue to help you scale. There's an amazing TED talk. If you get a chance to watch it from Dan Pinlato, I think you have this, how you spend his name that talks about why charity's broken. Mm. And it's because it's not run like a business. Yeah. It's I love like that one. He talks about the size of the pie and how you can increase yeah, it with funds. Like, like everybody gets so caught up in what percentage of the money goes to charity. And it's like, okay, would you rather donate to a charity that, uh, that collects a million dollars a year and 95% of it goes to the charity? Or would you rather uh, donate to a charity that brings in a hundred million dollars a year and 50% of that goes to the charity and the other 50% goes to uh, the, the scale of it, the operation of it. Hmm. And that's where, and it also applies to just general business as well is what does the holistic picture look like? because hook work, you will get the, the attention, but then what do you do with it? Mm, I think that's really important to understand the journey and the story that you're sharing as well. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. And to be honest, I, like I said, I'm just really grateful for the work that you're doing, Brendan, and the way that you do it as well. Uh, for me, you know, I guess, especially being in the personal development space, I think we often find that um, sales and marketing kind of has this icky feel to it, you know? Um, yeah, and the, the biggest way to do it is to shift the mindset of it. Hmm. Don't think about it as sales and marketing. Hmm. Think about how can I solve the most people's problems or challenges and express that authentically. You know, it's like a million followers in 30 days. I'm not selling anything with that hook. I'm just saying, hey, this is how I did it. If it's interesting to you, great. And I created an, uh, a video ad around it, attached it to a blog post with an application to work with me. And I got 16,000 people that wanted to apply to work with me. And that wasn't selling. I was just sharing information. Like the video I have, I think it's still on my Facebook page. It has like 2 million views or something. I don't, even, I don't even think I have a clear call to action in it. It just came from an interview that I was doing with somebody. Yeah. I love that so much because it's, yeah, it's just sharing, you know, the, 
yeah, it's flipping that conversation in terms of it even being icky. It's just like, hey, what is the problem that you're looking to solve? And, you know, and find it and double down on it and just try and help people through the journey that you really want to deliver. So it's really given me permission to go to places that potentially I wouldn't go to. And I trust that those listening in, following into listening into the Hook Point books and the your books that you put out and just your general content in, in general um, has been really supportive in sort of uh, lessening that kind of ickiness around marketing, ickiness around sales that, you know, potentially we all feel in the coaching space and sort of going, you know what, I'm just here to support people on their journey. How do I access that point? And you've made it really, really palatable. So thank you so much for the work you've been doing. I really want to thank you for your time, your energy <laughs> here today. I really appreciate you uh, sharing yourself so abundantly and yeah, supporting people finding the hook points. Um, if you dive into the book, the book does have a whole roadmap in terms of how to create your own hook points. Um, it is not something that you will like pick up, read your first book, read the first idea and go, oh, yep, that's going to be my hook point. It takes work. You need to put pen to paper. It's going to encourage you to actually think differently, which has been a, um, yeah, a massive shift, trying to understand the other person on the other end that you're delivering your content to. Um, and from there, understanding, like Brendan said, and I love that quote, like what you shared in today's conversation is, if you can articulate the problem that the other person is having better than them, um, you of course, I was just feeling into that when you shared that, just, of course, you're going to end up with more trust at your end, just because, yeah, like if that I've, I've recognized that in the past and some of the interactions I've had when I've been with someone and they've gone, hey, like, I understand whether it was, you know, when I was struggling with depression, where, you know, whatever challenges I've had um, in that space, they've been like, oh, I get it. It's going to be okay because you're feeling like this and this is the, the roadmap to change. And it's like, oh my God, that's exactly how I feel. And that is the roadmap to change. So yeah, I really appreciate the work you're doing, Brendan. And thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, my pleasure. It was great to connect with you. Thanks for listening in to another amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. If you're loving these episodes, make your way across to YouTube, click subscribe. Fresh episodes are launched every Monday with highlights being released throughout the week. Thank you so much. And hey guys, just so you know, a lot of love, heart, soul and work goes into these episodes. So if you could, please leave us a five-star review and comment on iTunes. I love reading your positive feedback. It fans the flames of the passion to continue to create and help you live the life that you love. Thank you so much for your wonderful feedback. I can't wait to see you again in the next episode. Big love from Amrit. And remember to stay inspired to evolve. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.